Well, as God has proven, he is never late and he's always just on time according to his timing. And so uh, the good news I have to report tonight is that I was offered a job this past week with CSX Transportation. CSX is the railroad company that you hear waking you up at night uh, several times during the night. Uh, the job that I applied for, this, the uh, interview was last Friday a week ago. And uh, the job is an assistant signal worker. And um, what these guys, there's a shop in Savannah and um, they're, in, they're in charge of uh, maintaining and building and repairing all of the signals uh, all over the, really all over the country. Uh, they come into this one shop, and, and so it's a lot of electrical work. What I've really been wanting to do and get back doing, I enjoy doing. And so um, they, did, they did call, I interviewed that Friday. They called me this past Tuesday morning and offered me the, verbally offered me the job. I accepted it, and then I received the official um, written uh, offer Friday through an email. And so... Um, it's still contingent upon me passing uh, a couple of medical exams and a background check and a drug uh, test. And so unless something crazy happens, um, we, I should be employed at CSX pretty soon. Uh, they, until I get through these uh, preliminary steps, they will not give me a start date. So what they say is all of this probably will take two or three weeks at least. Uh, and then once that happens, they'll 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 give me a start date and I'll actually start by going to school. They have a, uh, a place in Atlanta that, they, that all of the new hires and all of the people who work for CSX are actually trained. It's in, um, it's, uh, in Marietta. And so I'll actually go there for three weeks and that's where I'll actually start uh, work. And so upon three weeks after successfully, and again successfully, after, um, you have to pass the, the school in order to keep the job. Um, but once I get through that, then I'll actually come back the, and, and start work. The shop is in downtown Savannah. It's on Liberty Street. If you go down Liberty Street, like almost if you're going towards the beach uh, or just past East Broad Street, the shop is right there on the right. It's, um, it's, a, I, I'm, it's an exciting job. Uh, CSX is a, a, a very big company, a large company, have great benefits. The railroad always has good benefits from what I've heard. And, and so, um, you know, this, this is, uh, God has, is several times over my life, God has shown me his providence in special ways. You know, God's providential every day. Everything that happens to us is his providence. But don't you know that sometimes he just shows up in so unmistakable ways that you can't help but just uh, open your mouth and just let it drop and, and how he blesses. And, you know, I wasn't even really looking at this company. I didn't, I didn't consider the railroad because I figured, well, the only jobs there is just the train conductors, and I don't want to be riding on the rails all hours of the night going all over the country. That didn't sound too fun to me so I never even considered CSX and so one day I just did a Google search for um, electrical technicians in Savannah and it popped up and so I just clicked on it started going through and reading the job description and so it sounded good it sounded like I was qualified for it and so um, I started going through their application online process and so then I this when I got the call to go and have the interview and then the interview was successful and so the Lord is really uh, blessed in that way I'm really excited about the opportunity and so probably the earliest possible start date will be probably mid-August, I would think, maybe the second week of August, maybe the first of August at the earliest, but that would be when probably when I'll officially start working at CSX. So um, I do want to uh, spend this time again thanking you all for the opportunity to serve you for almost five years. It'll be five years in September when I started working uh, here uh, on staff at Ephesus. I've enjoyed every minute of it. I've loved it. I still love this church. I'm, continuing, I'm going to continue to be here, serving you as a pastor, just in a, a, a reduced status, but still here nonetheless and doing what I can to work alongside you and serve God and, 
and um, make this uh, church uh, a church that uh, that 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 um, just loves the Lord and, and seeks to serve Him. And so I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity that you guys have given me uh, to serve you as a staff pastor. And I'll always remember to always cherish those years. Uh, and um, I just love you all so much. And I just thank you again for the opportunity. Now I guess I'll turn it over to the budget team. Thankfully, y'all won't have to listen to me for just one minute or two. Uh, Paul Dickerson is going to uh, present the uh, the budget that Wally's handing out right now. Uh, I do need to let everybody know that uh, the budget team consists of uh, Paul Dickerson, chairs the budget team, Wally Law, myself, uh, and all the deacons uh, are part of part of the budget team. Uh, and I was fixing to say, if I start naming deacons, I'll miss some. So I'll just tell you all the deacons. I'll let you figure out who they are. Um, what I wanted to do was um, just briefly summarize the current budget that we're under right now. If you remember, our budget runs from uh, August 1st, budget we're under now from August 1st of 2010 to July 31st of this month. So we only have about, what's that, 13 days left in our budget, 14, 13 days, something like that left in our budget. So it was kind of difficult. We struggled with, um, just here in the last few minutes, struggled with, uh, okay, what do we do about a review of it? Because typically you do a review after the budget year is over. However, uh, just kind of felt like it would be important just to give you a quick glimpse of uh, where we're at uh, on the budget relative to what it, the budget that was approved. Um, we budgeted, just to, these aren't numbers in your, there's nothing on your sheet right there that's reflective of these numbers. These are numbers we looked at almost a year ago. Uh, we budgeted for this year $182,780 is what we budgeted. Uh, currently, that would be Basically, we budgeted for a balanced budget, 182,000 in income and 182,000 in expensive expenses. Currently, we're at about 168,000, uh, 168,623 dollars. That would not be counting today's offering and the following two weeks that would be added into that. Uh, our expenses uh, are right in that neighborhood. We have had to pull. Uh, about $9,200 from the Vision Fund so far this year. And before, in the next three weeks, we'll need to pull about 5000 more in order to meet the obligations of the budget that we had. Um, but the good news, even on pulling that, was two of those expenses were, one of, one of those, the things we had to pull, $3,000 from the Vision Fund was, uh, the when the circuit board went out in the elevator and uh, that was just a very abnormal expense that uh, we hope that yeah that that's not going to be a normal thing and about I don't have this exact figure but about three or four thousand uh, we pulled because we changed the way we paid our liability insurance and in the past we spread it out over the whole year and what we did this time is we needed, because we changed insurance companies, we got a better deal. We needed to front more of the money, and even relative to our, our total, what the church is doing, the church is fronting 
more money up front, the school is going to do a much bigger portion on the back end because of the way the school budget when the school's income comes in. So effectively, about $3,000 of that money was money that basically really what we did is we shifted some expense that would normally come in next year into this year. So it's a little bit better than it looks. I also wanted to give you, just to give you an idea of relative to the prior year, 2009-2010, uh, our income was down about 26%. Uh, our expenses, however, were down about 32%. So, yeah, nobody likes to see the income down, but, uh, you know, if you're going to see the income down, it's good seeing the expenses come down more than the income is. So, anybody have any, we're, we're going to, pres we'll present at a future meeting uh you know maybe a little more detail on that budget or a summary of the full budget but I just want to give you an idea anybody have any quick questions on that before paul gets up and talks about what you've got in front of you excellent cheers paul thank you scott that's got something in it. he's uh he knows how to talk. He's uh, got those words, they flow right out, and he does a great job. He's uh, definitely blessed. Uh, Laura's giving a, a valuable gift there, uh, the gift of gab. And for you Southerners, that's for us Southerners, that means uh, he can talk the horns off a of billy goat. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. We love you. Um, I, wasn't not, I wasn't blessed with that. So y'all please bear with me as I try to present this. Uh, this is not my favorite thing to do is uh, speak in front of a, a group. Small, I was about what, 500 out there right now? But uh, I, told, I told Scott and Wally earlier I'd rather try to put a pair of stockings on a wildcat in a phone booth and get up here and, and, and do this. Anyway, first things first. Uh, as Steve mentioned a while ago, uh, his exit is uh, being on the uh, payroll as, uh, as on the pastoral staff. Um, him moving on, um, the, the budget team, along with the, the deacons, uh, put together some options for us. We were looking at uh, a, a lack for a better word, I guess, or term is a severance package. We wanted to offer up to Steve. Really couldn't decide what to do. So I mean, this is really actually your money, the church's money, uh, that the Lord has uh, entrusted us with. And we want to present some options um, and let, let the church vote on, you know, how we want to proceed with this. Um, we tried to do it in a way, we, there's probably a, diff, a dozen different ways you can look at slicing and dicing and making some, some different options. Uh, so what we tried to do is hit up three levels that maybe can... Uh, cover people's uh, feelings and how they would want to vote to uh, try to keep it uh, simple you know up to th uh, we got it down to three options and if you're looking ahead there on page three you can probably see those I do want to have a uh, overhead here um, first option here is um, option number one the uh, is 12,585 and uh, that's Inclusive of three months salary, um, his health insurance to cover uh, 
you know, he's not, I, we're under, under the impression that he's going to be under 90 day uh, uh, trial, or what's the word? There you go. Thank you. But uh, he will not have health coverage, so we would like to provide that as well and help bridge that if that's what the church decides. Option number two, $7,500, which is inclusive of a salary difference and his health insurance for three months. The salary difference for six months would be uh, the difference between what he's making now and what he'll do, you know, get during his probation period. Um, and this is a rounded up or down number. Didn't really want to give an exact amount because, you know, his income salary now is that's, that's his personal business, and I don't think I have decision rights to really reveal that. And if he wants to, that's up to Steve. I will leave that to him. But uh, this this figure here would cover to help make up the difference between. Um, his two pays, the pay difference, and also three months of his uh, health care. And we want to add last one, one last option, because some folks may feel this way as well, and that's uh, uh, no, no severance at all, no, no, you know, no package at all. Um, so we tried to hit three levels to uh, make it more, uh, you know, easier decision for, for folks. Now this uh, this as well will be voted on two weeks. Okay, sure. And just, just so you know, it's historically the church has given a severance to every pastor that's left. So it's just that's one of the reasons we're bringing this before you because this is just what the church has always done. So it's just for a point of information. Okay. And like I say, this will be uh, one of the first things we vote on in two weeks because this will determine um, our expenses for the year. Um, so we ask that you please pray over this as well as the, uh, the budget, the proposed budget as well. Any questions for the team or deacons or on this? Is it confusing? Confusing? Yes, ma'am. It'll be it'll be broken up into monthly as a you know a monthly check, and this will go in effect when, you know after he gets uh, once he gets on full time with the railroad. Um, yeah. Okay, weekly. What I say monthly? I'm sorry, weekly. However, yeah. Right. Um, Anyway, this will be voted on because I say this will affect the, the bottom line of our expenses uh, coming up on our 2011, I mean, yeah, 11 and 12 budget. Yes, ma'am. No real reason. Uh, we picked uh, six months because we figured um, the difference between his pay after six months he should be settled in with his job, all, you know, his probationary period over with, and his, you know once the uh, health insurance part drops off, 
and then that will be this the, the small part there of the pay difference and that no no rhyme or reason it's six months is just what we agreed to any more questions okay we'll move on to the budget oh I'm sorry you have a question I'm just Two weeks, yes, sir. I think the bylaws say two weeks. Okay, we'll move. Uh, we'll move into. The, if there's no further questions, we'll move into the uh, actual budget for next year, the proposed budget. I won't go through every line. I'll just try to highlight some of the, the, the differences whether positive or negative, and most of these are, re are, are really just based off actual spend in 2010 and 2011. We just you know, tried to match what we did spend this year to reflect that in, into the new budget. Um, under administration, uh, you see a difference there in postage. From 250, it dropped to 150. Um, that's about where it came in this year. That covers uh, our P.O. box payments, uh, just miscellaneous miscellaneous mail that goes uh, that goes out uh, printing you see it uh, a little difference there cost went up on that and that's based off actual uh, usage uh, for 2010 and 11 supplies went up uh, you can see it double and uh, if I'm not mistaken from what I understand most of that is um, our nice bulletins we see every Sunday is you know has the perforated edge and uh, that paper kind of offset the difference in what we had budgeted to what we actually spent during the year. Not only that, there, I mean just general supplies has uh, increased as well. Uh, secretary, 27, we had budgeted $27.50. Um, we we're proposing $3,250 difference there. Um, and that's strictly just based off the secretary's time she spends here at the church, just taking care of, you know, a few hours during the week of uh, making bulletins, uh, paying bills, deposits, or whatever, you know, the other job responsibilities that she has as a secretary. This is really, I think, the first year we went the whole year with uh, this reduced secretarial job, and uh, we just kind of took a shot in the dark at 27.50 last year, and it actually came in just a little ahead. Any questions on the administration? Next, we'll move down to the facilities. Um, first difference you'll see is uh, bedding and fertilizer. We normally had nothing there. We cut, that's one area we did cut when we had to uh, cut the budget to, to make ends meet last year. We did slip 250 back in there. We wanted to uh, at least get purchase some, if we need to, purchase straw, pine straw for the beds to, uh, you know, for the appearance of, of, our, our, of our buildings and area. And we're looking for volunteers, too. If you got pine straw in your yard, you know, we could probably get some youth or some folks to come rake it up, and uh, we wouldn't have to spend that money. So. Great. Yeah, I have, uh, I have a lot in my yard as well. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we'll keep that in mind, definitely. 
Um, electricity, you see a reduction there, uh, $3,000 difference. The school will be picking up that, uh, the difference there. They're, they're taking, like Scott said, they're, they're taking on some more responsibility <clears throat> for the facilities there. a bigger share of the electric bill. <clears throat> uh, another area of lawn care service uh, is a reduction there. Um, basically, we, we pay, pay per cut, I think. Um, our old contract, I think we, we paid whether the grass got cut or not. But uh, now we just uh, pay as we need it, it needs to be cut. Um, so there is a reduction there. Uh, property insurance, uh, pretty good drop there, $6,000. Um, Scott done a lot of work on that this past year, working to reduce that with uh, a new company. And Scott, you want to, you, you can probably fill us in better than I can on that. Kitchen supplies, uh, slight drop in there of that uh, category of $200. Telephone and internet, um, a slight drop of $240 there, savings. And uh, maintenance, $2,000 drop there, reduction in uh, expenses there. And you can see for that category, we have a $11,500 difference uh, for facilities. Any questions? Yes, sir. Oh, just. I'm sorry. Which one? Oh, fire and security. Yes, I believe that there is a difference there, and uh, the difference was somebody. Please correct me if I'm wrong. It's the fire extinguisher inspections. Is it, pardon. Fire inspection. Okay. So we should have that squared away going forward. Any more questions? Okay, uh, ministries. Um, one of our changes there is uh, under music, a reduction of $100, went from 300 to 200 uh, That's basically to cover 
um, any sheet music that we purchase. Uh, and also, I think that keeps in it keeps us in compliance with the copyright laws for all of our songs we project up on the wall here. Um, keeps us fair and square with the law. And those and that fee covers this this budget item covers that. Um, <clears throat> two other areas: uh, biblical counseling, counseling. $150 difference in there. We came in uh, uh, a little lower than that than what we had projected last year and, and small groups as well. $150 reduction. And uh, for ministries, total was a $400 uh, less on the expenses. Any questions from ministries? Okay, outreach. You see some differences there. Um, yes? Someone from the leaders want to maybe... What's the question? Small groups, what's the, what's the cost, what's the expenses associated with the small groups? It's just a placeholder. Okay, any other questions? Outreach. <clears throat> um, you do see some different numbers there, uh, increase of uh, $8,900. And this is a, a category I think that's really important to a lot of people. We really hadn't done a lot in this area over the past uh, year simply because we were kind of uh, struggling you know, to keep our nose above water. Um, we should be doing more here than even this. And what, what we're proposing for this, for this coming year is this money will come from the four fifth Sundays that we have in the year. <clears throat> we will set aside all the monies from that fourth, I mean that fifth Sunday to go into this category here. The budgeted amount is just based on our average given over the past year. It could be more, it could be less. Just whatever happens to come in that week um, is what we'll dedicate toward these uh, two items here, our local and, for local and foreign missions and benevolence. And uh, what we're hoping for is more than this because as uh, a lot of people have expressed their concern and their feelings that, you know, given to, um, not charity, excuse me, given to the outreach or our, our missions is uh, something that comes from the heart, something we should want to do above and beyond, do above and beyond our, our normal giving. One thing we need to do, do better is, and we have plans that uh, what we, to do this is to present more information to the, the uh, congregation about uh, mission opportunities. We just don't want to wait till the fourth Sunday, and we got a fifth Sunday coming up next week, and say, "Oh yeah, by the way, 
Um, this is something we want to keep out. We need to keep out in front of us all year long, coming from the pulpit, from members. And if anyone is really interested in uh, helping out, presenting information about our, our missionaries or our local missions or ideas uh, in those areas, please come forward. Uh, we'll be glad to uh, have you um, do that. But it's something we really, really have to work at. Uh, we, I can't say, stand here and say we've done a wonderful job at that. I don't, I don't, or I don't think we have. But uh, hopefully this year, with this proposal, taking the, the four fifth Sundays and putting that money toward these, uh, this category, we can uh, make a definite improvement there. And kind of break that down, uh, you'll see 9,700 for the uh, local and foreign missions. What we did, the average giving uh, for those four Sundays in the year came out to, uh, I believe, 12400 We just split it between the two. We already had 3500 in the local and foreign missions. We just added that in to help meet obligations that we do have locally with our uh, local um, habitat and the pregnancy center. And uh, we want to definitely keep, keep supporting those, those uh, organizations. Any questions about that? Yes, sir. Benevolence is inclusive of members and community. Um, I know Steve's made the comment before that uh, he's, he's had some pretty desperate families, you know, approach the church in need, and unfortunately, we've had to turn them away because we haven't had the money there. Um, hopefully, this will change that, and we can serve our our community. And be a positive, a, you know, positive witness. Well, I want to add as well that apart from the budget, we've still there's been about an additional four to five thousand that's been given to missions or mission trips. People giving outside of what we have budgeted. Right. So, uh, you know, I think that that's a good, that's a great thing, and we can we can you know kind of think in terms of the fact that we're giving beyond what this is for missions, uh, but it's not all accounted for in the budget. Right. Yeah, we do take up love offerings and, and offers to uh, help special events. You're right. And we can still definitely do that. Um, any other questions? Okay. Association. Uh, no changes there. But, uh, Remains at thirty-six hundred for ARPCA for our association dues. Okay, pastoral staff. Um, we kind of went over the options. We did go over the options earlier. Um, I don't think there's any need to uh, cover those again. But you can see, if you look at Steve Thomas's total. Um, you can see the 12585 with the option one and uh, plus the 600 for cell phone. And talk about cell phone for a little bit. Uh, you'll notice uh, down for Russ as well, you'll see a line item for Russ. And what we as a budget team wanted to do is make a proposal that uh, we do help these guys cover their, their phone expenses. Um, you know, as they're our shepherds, we're the sheep, they're here to lead us. They're here for us, and uh, we feel that you know it's their responsibility to uh, be there for us if we need to get in touch with them. 
and it goes in the other way too. If we're sick in the hospital or, or need uh, a visit, these guys should they be able to pick up the phone and, and call us, and we want to make that available for them to do. So uh, we are definitely proposing that uh, we cover their all three pastors. Uh, or Nick's is already in his salary, but uh, the non-salary to uh, Steve and, and Russ, we are proposing that we do cover their cell phone, helps cover their cell phone bill during the year, for the year. Um, Steve's, if you look at Steve's total there, we, uh, it's thirteen one eighty five with the uh, three-month salary, three-month health coverage, and the cell phone. Uh, the total for option two is 8100 which is the six-month salary difference, three-months health coverage, and the cell phone. Or option three, which was um, no severance, but it, we do want to cover his cell phone expense. Uh, we move down to Nick. As you all remember, hard times last year. These guys here give up part of their salary. They took a I believe about a 2% salary decrease, plus uh, they give up their retirement. And uh, at this point, we are able to, the proposal is to bring Nick back to his original salary and, re and put the uh, retirement back in there for him as well. And then, uh, like I say, a new item there, a new line for Russ to help cover his cell phone expense as well. And depending on the vote, which way we go, we'll determine the, what our pastoral staff expenses will be. Either 66975 61890 or 54390 It's probably a little different than what we're used to seeing, but we're kind of in a weird situation here with Steve's timing and, and, you know, going out and coming in. And uh, we also will, in Steve's salary, we also will want to continue. Um, I know it's already budgeted up through the end of this year, but if it goes over into a week or two in August or whatever, we definitely would want to cover his salary for that time as well. Okay, any questions? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the bottom there that was uh, that was a total for last year's salary for the for Steve and Nick. Yes. That'll be that's the uh, next category we'll cover. That's okay. That's okay. I just want to get past this uh, section first, and then we'll definitely move to the back page. Thank you for asking. Any, any other comments, questions, or concerns? Y'all can't see me sweating up here, can you? <laughs> I wouldn't have made a good politician. Okay. Um, the next item there is the savings to vision, savings to vision fund. And if you look to the side there, uh, it just simply says any surplus in, uh, until our goal of 100000 is met. 
I think that's kind of where we started years ago. We've kind of nibbled away at it to help cover our expenses, especially over this last year. I believe the balance is down right now to about 72,000. We still have, uh, I think, another 5,000 to come out for the school uh, before this budget year ends, which will put us around 68,000 in our vision fund. And uh, our goal is to, you know, build this back up to where it used to be. And uh, any any surplus money that uh, comes out during the year that's available during the year would go into that vision fund till we get to that goal. Any questions? Yes, sir. Yeah, we still give five thousand. It's the same. I didn't cover it because it's the it's the same as last year, five thousand that Scott mentioned a while ago. That still has to come out for this. It it usually falls that comes out at the end of this year when the school needs it. Yes, sir. Anything else? Kind of summarizes everything here at the end. Um, our total expenses, and I, I tried to break it out by options here. Um, option one, our expenses would uh, fall at uh, 145, 525. Option two would put us uh, our expenses at 140,440, and. Uh, Option number three would put us at 132,940. Projected income based on this past year's giving, uh, we averaged $3,119 per week over the last year, minus today and the next two weeks. Uh, don't really see that, uh, we should see too big, you know, three data points shouldn't really affect this too much, unless someone slipped about a million dollars in the plate this morning. That would change a lot. <laughs> but uh, if we base that off of uh, last year's, this current year's givings, um, our projected income is 162188 And our weekly need with option one would be $2,798, roughly. Option two, 2700 and option three, $2,556 per week, or a monthly need of 12127 And that's just based off the, uh, the bigger number, 145526 Of course, if one of the other options is chosen, of course, it would be a little less than that. Okay, that kind of wraps that up. Anybody have any questions? Hey, Wally. Sure.
Thank you, brother. That will be a liquid number, basically. It'll, it'll, it could be, it could be less, or it could be more. Hopefully, more. But thank you, Wally. This is our proposal. Um, we've done the best uh, we felt we uh, could, led by the Lord. Uh, we've a lot of prayer and uh, decision making, and, and time went was put into this. Um, so, hopefully, it's uh, to your liking. Um, any further questions? <coughs> Yes, sir. Well, I, 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 I'm not sure what their total bill is, but it helps. I mean, it, it, that comes out to 50 bucks a month. So, um, you know, I guess depending on what kind of phone they have and the options they have on it, it probably depends as well, I guess. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I know it's just uh, kind of what we had budgeted to, uh, like I say, help these guys cover the majority of their cell phone expense. I'm sorry, Gina. Thank you. Um, we definitely, I guess as a team, what we need to meet again and discuss those. Uh, those options. Um, I think the uh, 284. Yeah, they were um, a little lower than what we had uh, budgeted. So, yeah, there may be money there to take care of that as far as the carpets.
Okay. We can open it up for discussion. When are we? Th so two weeks. We're wanting to vote. When are we thinking about doing that? Okay. That wouldn't. That's not two weeks, though, is it? When were y'all expecting a vote? Right. Okay. Yeah, what I'm going to ask is that, you know, there's a lot of people that, that is not here, so we need to make sure, you know, when you see people that aren't here, make sure they have a copy of it, make sure they know, and we'll do the best we can. We'll try to communicate that to the best of our abilities. But, uh, can we email that through a church line? I think so. So, anyway, thanks to the budget team and the deacons, everybody who worked on the budget. We appreciate it. Your hard work every year, especially, but um, you know that is part of you know church life. So, and that's a very important part how we um, use money, the resources that God's given us. So we're very thankful. We're very thankful for what He's given us. Um, but that's kind of segues into what I wanted to talk about real quick. And I'm going to ask Jeff or whoever else has been involved in this process. But if you remember, a few the last church life gathering, we did talk about how we wanted to do. A little, some small or you know some renovations to some of the buildings or um, and one of the thing, big things that we would like to do uh, next is to get this room the, the sanctuary painted um, if you look especially around in the back where people walk you know it looks pretty bad it's marked up and skid marks and all kind of things so we want to do that um, and we want we want we want to you know we want this room to be we want it to look nice we want it to be beautiful you know we we think that what the way this room looks says a lot about the God we worship where we worship says a lot about the God we worship um, you know there's it's not a we don't want to go too far with that but you know we would we, at the bare minimum the walls the walls are pretty scuffed up and we'd like to see um, it get painted so I know a while back it's been a while we had a quote to paint this whole room and I think it was $3,500 right thereabouts yeah that was that included everything trim walls paint and everything so um, so the the you know logical place that, that would come out of is division fund but you know, we have been hitting that a little hard so what we wanted to kind of float out is um, to give the congregation a time to maybe collect some money on the side over the next few weeks that would go toward painting and then whatever whatever the difference is between what we collect and the price to paint is what we would um, probably take out of the vision fund. So Jeff, you got anything you want to add? Yeah. You know, um, so I was asked to kind of get in charge of that and right now, you know, like you said, we have to look at the vision fund because we don't have anything for that. Rick told me when, when I, you know, asked him to come back on as a deacon again, I, he said, okay. I know the questions in everybody's minds that was in mind at first too is, hey, why can't we get together and have a panel?
especially if we, we get, you know, it's going to require scaffolding at a high point. Trim work's going to be a bit of murder, and we got to really do this within a week. Now, a lot, I've got a lot of people with big hearts, and I love every single one of them, great big hearts. And they say, look, I'm not real good at painting, but I'll, I'm willing to do it. The problem with, and, I, and I recognize that. I really do. So if you're someone that said that, I, you know, I really do appreciate that. But here's the thing. If you get a lot of that, you tend to waste paint. You tend to go over, you know, have to redo areas to collect, you know, fix drips, runs, holidays, things like that. And it tends to be a lot of rework. So it's really, really best, the more I think about it, and, and a lot of us have been thinking about it, to get higher professionals to do it. Now, Glenn works with, uh, you know, he's in the construction industry, and he knows some guys. He knows a guy at the company that gave us this $3,500 quote. Now, that's been a few months, and we need to get on to this because, you know, I'm afraid if the paint price of paint goes up, that quote's going up. So they will come in and they'll do it, you know, on Monday morning, be done by Friday, according to Glenn. And, of course, like he said, the caveat, we still need to make sure that it's still a good quote. All right. But, um, they're willing to do it. If we can recoup even $500 of that, I mean, I think we could do better if people just kind of think about it a little bit and, and give them the opportunity. We can, whatever we can recoup is money we don't have to take from the vision fund. And after that, everything else in here is hinging on pain. And I was talking to someone yesterday that said, well, you know, I don't even really notice it. Well, that's true. And admittedly, I don't notice it as much either until you start really looking at it when someone calls my attention. And, you know, there's a sheetrock repair areas and various things. So it's really best to get someone to do that. Um, and then once that paint is on the walls, then, because right now I can line paint here, but I got Adam Mayhew chomping at the bit. I'm like, you know, holding back. He wants to get up there and do some artwork. And he's a very good artist. But we can't do it until we get the paint on the walls. So it's, it's kind of imperative and that, we, that we start looking at it. But that's why we're looking for vision fund, and that's why we're also asking to try to recoup some of that money just however it may be. Go ahead. Yeah, as far as I know, nothing's been done to these walls in at least eight or nine years. I know it's so. been great year, but I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. And also, real quickly, kind of get back to what Gina asked about once again, that's another thing that really should be done after painting. Because even if they're professionals, they got their drop off, I'd rather put them start afterwards. And I haven't gotten quotes, but I'm imagining my first office coming in here with rub doctors and a few good hearted volunteers that we could do that with. But at the same time, I was like, if we were to get a working part to clear this whole area out, I don't know. I would have to get quotes, but it may not be too bad to just have the company come in and do this. Of course, I know that involves other buildings too. That's right. Anybody else have any other thoughts about that? Scott? Earl, Earl's person he knows and a quote. Can you? Okay. So we'll we'll get another at least one more quote, maybe a couple more quotes, and I don't know. We'll uh, we'll try to communicate that at some point in the future. Um, but we would like to go ahead and get it done as soon as possible. So uh, 
Okay. <laughs> and's going to be the means that God uses to those ends. So, but um, you know, again, I just want to remind everybody. You know, this. You know, if, if we look in the Bible, you know, especially if we look look in the Old Testament, you know, God's got a lot, you know, to say about beauty, and um, God is our standard of beauty. So we want that to be reflected. Knowing where we're worshiping, and that doesn't mean we have to. Again, we have to go crazy, but just something to think about as we're thinking through this. But all right, we'll get a couple quotes, and then we'll we'll try to communicate that to everybody and see where we're at. Earl. Good. All right, great. Okay, anything else about that? We'll just we'll figure out some way to communicate the results of that as soon as possible. Okay, um, next up is just want to give everybody an update with um, one of our deacons, uh, Jason Carey. I know this was mentioned at the last church gathering, and I think because of his job primarily, you know, he just has not been able to be here a lot. So, um, and, I, and Jason, pretty sure Jason agrees with this, and we just we think now's a good time to just for him to step down from being an active deacon. Um, just because you can't really serve the body if you don't know the needs of the body. And, you know, you have to be here to know the needs of the body. So, you know, I think we're going we're gonna to go ahead and take that course of action. Jason's going to, you know, just step down for being an active deacon. And, and I just want to encourage everybody who knows Jason uh, just to give him a call. You know, and I think Cheryl was here last weekend, which is good. But, you know, we just want to give him a call. He's gone through a lot the last year or two at his job. And, everything so just you know try to encourage him tell him we miss him we miss his family we love to see him more but um so you if you see his name come off the list of deacons that's going to be why just just not able to be here regularly enough to fulfill that duty so any that's really that's really all I know about that is there any anybody have any questions or comments about that Earl Right, yeah, if I didn't, yes, that's exactly right. So, we miss Jason, I want to see him more. Okay, uh, next, uh, Nick's going to come up, and he's got a few things, and then we'll be done. I get to deliver good news. Uh, First, an update on where we are in our preparations for our mission in Nigeria. Uh, Just very briefly, uh, where we're at with things. Um, And I had made the comment earlier that um, apart from what's budgeted, we have done a good job in raising money for our mission's efforts. We're about, uh, for for three of us to go, uh, costs, um, oh, about $7,500 or so. And we're only about $500 short of that goal. And uh, so the Lord has done a great job providing for us, and we're so thankful for that. And uh, many of you have given toward that. So we do need to come up with that $500, and I want to continue to give the church body the opportunity to do that. But uh, in addition to that, we're buying some equipment to bring with us. Um, The boys, uh, William and Caleb, who are going with me, they will be doing uh, some work with some uh, sports-type things. I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but apparently uh, American football is uh, something that they're very interested in learning about, and uh, and 
having a good time in, so I think it'll be a great opportunity for ministry. Um, anything we do that's organized when in a country like that, uh, it draws a large amount of people, and we're talking uh, multiple hundreds from various surrounding bush camps. So if the boys go in for a day, teach some of the young people how to play American flag football, um, by the end of the day, we will have three, four, five hundred people there that we can share the gospel with. So um, that's, that's why we're doing it. Uh, we're going to buy the equipment in order to do that, hopefully, if we have the money to do so. In addition to that, I will be preaching um, a lot, uh, probably up to ten times in uh, four or five days. Um, We're going to have a pastor's conference. Uh, Up to a hundred pastors from the area will be there. Um, I'm going to teach some be preaching some doctrinal sermons and hopefully uh, helping them to narrow their focus on uh, having a Christ-centered ministry and uh, centered around the Word of God. So uh, from there we will go and uh, we have a um, church conference plan. Many churches have been planted by uh, the mission's efforts there in these uh, areas of, of bush camps, former Muslims and former animists. And uh, the last time this was done, they had uh, almost 1,500 people show up from around the region. So I'm going to be preaching a two-day uh, church conference there. So um, looking forward to that and uh, helping uh, an illiterate people who do not have the Word of God in their language to understand the God of the Bible uh, more. So um, Looking forward to that and ask that you be praying for that now as we prepare to leave in September. So uh, our immediate need is to get that equipment that we would like to have um, as well as uh, the remaining $500 for our expenses. But very thankful uh, for all that everyone's done thus far. Uh, Any questions about Nigeria? Okay, great. Um, Second thing I wanted to share... uh, The elders, uh, myself specifically, have been talking uh, over several months uh, with some guys that many of you know. Uh, James Eady and Harold Edwards uh, specifically uh, have been involved with a ministry that they sought to get off the ground uh, about three years ago, Christ-Centered Ministries. Since then, they've developed a Bible study uh, that began uh, sort of people that they've done music ministry with, and many of you are familiar with that. They were were all involved in our outreach uh, last year. Um, Since then, uh, they have... Uh, they have taught Reformed theology for many, many months in various Bible studies. Some of you have been to those Bible studies. And as a result, there have been uh, around 20 to 25 men. Um, and I think I am right in saying all of these men, uh, all of these uh, men are, are from urban communities. They're all black men. And uh, if you know anything about Reformed history and tradition, uh, it's, it's not common for those within the African-American community to have anything to do with Reformed theology. Um, and there's been books written about that and whatnot. But there is a great resurgence all across our nation amongst, um, amongst black communities um, and their understanding of the doctrines of grace, their understanding of the scriptures and the supremacy of God in all things. So um, as a result of that, all of these men have become reformed, and that's why you've kind of seen them in and out of our church. They all drive up from Savannah when they have off work and things like that to be a part of what we're doing. Well, as a result of their Bible study, they have, um, they have talked about and have moved forward to begin a church plant um, to reach the, the Savannah area and those they have connections with. Um, 
And to be very honest with you, much of what a lot of them are coming out of, if not simply poor theology, uh, outright heresy. And, um, and as they move away from those things, they're looking for somewhere to go, and, uh, and most of them have found nothing uh, unless they want to come out to Rinkin, which is simply not uh, an option for all of them. Um, so these guys have uh, met together. I've met with them. We've all prayed together. We've spent many months walking through uh, the 1689 London Baptist Confession together, and we're still doing that. Um, and they've come to us, uh, the elders of Ephesus, and asked us if we would uh, provide fellowship for them, accountability, some mutual encouragement, and uh, some joint ministry opportunities alongside them. Uh, this would include in the future, as they push forward, uh, they would love to be, um, they would love to go through um, our association and through us for their ordination and installation for a new church plant in the Savannah community. This is huge. This is, uh, this is really big and very good news for all of us, um, that we have this relationship, what God is doing in that community of believers, and, uh, and also as I share this with ARBCA brothers throughout the nation, um, they kind of, their mouth drops a little and they collect it, and uh, a lot of them have sought to be very intentional to reach uh, black and Hispanic communities uh, mostly and have not had a lot of success in doing so. Um, So when I tell them they met last Sunday morning for the first time as a fellowship, there were, um, I think James told me, about 70 people there, uh, predominantly black. Uh, These men, their wives and children and their friends. Um, So I'm just... uh, elated about this. So this is uh, Christ-Centered Reform Ministries. They're meeting in Garden City off of um, Chatham Parkway right now, um, but uh, looking forward to, uh, to see how things go. There will be some washout, certainly. Uh, some will understand eventually what they're actually doing and uh, won't necessarily be excited about it. But, uh, but overall, um, most, of, uh, most of those are committed to the work, and uh, we look forward to seeing what the Lord does with that. So just wanted to use that, uh, to, to put that out there as a point of information, what we're involved in with them and uh, where we hope to go together uh, with them, um, and, and certainly uh, as as opportunity arises, we would we'd love absolutely to do what they're asking us to do with them. Uh, it's an incredible thing that they've come to us and asked us for this. They want accountability. They want fellowship. They want joint ministry opportunities. So um, you, may, uh, you may even hear from one of them soon uh, on a Sunday morning. So uh, any questions uh, about that or comments? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think now they're meeting on uh, Thursday nights in the location that they're at on Chatham Parkway. Um, they have uh, 30 minutes of fellowship, and then I think they meet from 7 to 8.30. Very good Bible studies. They've been teaching through the confession now, um, and uh, they were in Ephesians as well. So um, that's on Thursday nights. I can get you the location of where they are, and we can send out the information where they're meeting and everything as well. Yes, sir. Sure, they'd like eventually to be more in the, uh, I guess it'd be west side Savannah area. They talked about Highway 17, a very ethnically diverse, you know, black, white, Hispanic community there. Um, So uh, 
those are some of the places they've talked about. But Garden City is not necessarily their eventual end, and most of them are from in Savannah, so they'd like to push that way. Yeah, yeah. Any other questions on that? All right, well, let's be diligent to pray for them, and we will add them to our prayer list, and, uh, and we look forward to many opportunities with them. So I get to close it out tonight, and I think we're going to be done on time. It's amazing. It's never happened before. Um, but I, I, want us to, uh, I want us to think a little bit from the Bible tonight and, uh, and leave on that. So um, I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and to share a few things, and then we'll be done. 2 Corinthians 1, uh, beginning in verse 12, the Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthians, uh, For our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience, that we behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God, and supremely so toward you. For we are not writing to you anything other than what you read and acknowledged, and I hope you will fully acknowledge just as you did partially acknowledge us that on the day of our Lord Jesus, you will boast of us and we will boast of you. Because I was sure of this, I wanted to come to you first so that you might have a second experience of grace. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and to come back to you from Macedonia and have you send me on my way to Judea. Was I facilitating when I wanted to do this? Do I make my plans according to the flesh, ready to say yes, yes, and no, no, at the same time? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you has not been yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, Silvanus and Timothy and I, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us, and who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. But I call God to witness against me. It was to spare you that I refrained from coming again to Corinth. Not that we lord it over your faith, but we work with you for your joy. For you stand firm. In your faith. So I'm going to take a minute and share a few things that have been kind of on my front burner for a while and how the Lord has used um, transition here at the church uh, as we've walked through uh, the first part of the year, our series on life together as community, as we've been walking through Ecclesiastes. Um, and to, to just make clear to you what I seek to keep before myself and as the elders, as we meet together and we talk, the things that we are seeking to keep before us. Uh, why we do what we do, how we do it, uh, what is the point of all of it? And I keep coming back in my thought to this passage with Paul addressing the Corinthians. It lands hard on me to see that he is emphasizing that the ultimate, uh, the ultimate purpose of his ministry... The apostolic ministry, which would be the pastoral ministry in the church today, is identical with the purpose for which God created the universe. And it may seem uh, a bit grandiose to say that, but I think it's true, and I want us to unpack that as we leave here tonight uh, so we can leave with a clear focus on how uh, this thing that we're doing together at the church matters. 
Jonathan Edwards says that God created man for this very end, that he might communicate happiness to him. This is contrary to what some say, that God created the world so that he would, he would create it all of us so that he would have friends. We are something, we are the something else of creation, different than the sun, different than the moon and the trees and the stars. We are what Edwards calls the spiritual part of creation. Well, wait a minute. Now, did God create the universe for his glory or our happiness? And some would say you can't have both. So which one is it? Well, I think we can have both of them. He created the universe in order that he might glorify himself in our happiness. And if you don't grasp this, I believe very strongly that as a Christian, your Christian life will forever be a burden and it will be a drag. The essence of glorifying God is the creature's joy in magnifying the divine beauty of Christ. And that's what we're after in everything that we do. Jonathan Edwards also said, glorifying God is nothing else than rejoicing in God in his glory. But if God made man to rejoice in this, then he made man to be happy. Man was designed by God for exceeding inexpressible joy, not mundane, run-of-the-meal happiness, but joy. The passion God has for his glory is intense. It is passionate. It is why he created us. It's why he created all things. He doesn't take this lightly. And all of his energy is devoted to the pursuit of the praise of his name. So the way this is most clearly seen is the way that, uh, that we uh, delight in it. And this is what Ecclesiastes has helped me to see all the more. Our happiness, our joy cannot be rooted in good things. Our joy, in fact, cannot even be rooted in great things. If our joy is not rooted in God himself... We're falling short, and we're going to be groping for meaning and purpose because we were created to behold, to delight in, and magnify nothing less than the glory of God himself. In other words, how that applies to each of us, our purpose in all that we do, Sunday school, missions, worship, VBS, outreach, our thrift store efforts, all of this, is an attempt to get at something great and life-giving, the glory of God. That's our purpose. We're seeking God's glory. God created the universe to glorify himself by making us exceedingly happy in him. And I think it is the right time, uh, that it is right uh, that you know that I think the purpose for your pastors, and as we talk, I think we all agree, um, that all that we teach, all that we strive to put before you week after week, um, that it is our purpose and our aim to help you see God's glory and our greatest joy being found in that. Now, if I'm just to speak for myself, here's what I want to be reminded of weekly as I'm teaching, studying, counseling, preaching, reading, writing. I want to lead, I want to teach, I want to shepherd and instruct you in the enjoyment of God for the glory of God. 